welcome to another episode of Off the Rackham Sal. And I'm Tiffany. That's right, it's a live comic book review show here at Comic Pop Returns and the uh, subsidiaries of Comic Pop here on YouTube, talking about the latest comic books that came out this week or this past week. And then we're going to talk about them, we're going to review them, and tell you what we thought about them. And then we're going to recommend comics that come out this week that we think you should check out. Uh, today is officially Tiffany's birthday. <laughs> it is actually birthday time for Tiffany. It is! In the studio and right. outside the studio as well. Uh, happy birthday, Tiffany. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you very much to all the uh, kind people on yes. uh, the, the Twitters and the Instagrams for uh, wishing a happy birthday to Tiffany. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank we're going to try you. not to uh, spend too much time working on your birthday, but... We wanted to talk about some comic books, so yeah. we figured we'd do that. Sal did was like, let's just take off. And I was like, no, let's do it. Like, let's keep this going. Yeah. You know, as we roll until like the end of the year. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's just let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, of course, if you want to sponsor today's show, you can keep the riffraff out by using Super Chats. That's a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show, and we will uh, incorporate it there. And, of course, uh, if you want to help us out more directly, the best way to do so is just to like the video and subscribe to the channel and get notifications by clicking the bell so that you know when we are going live uh, so you can catch the show when it is live. Yeah. Uh, for example, Jackson Boyd uh, says, I can't catch the show live, <laughs> but I wanted to thank you guys for the X-Men coverage. That's very much uh, thanks to Tiffany entirely. After four months, I've read from Hawks and Pox to being all the way caught up, and that's thanks to Comic Pop. Excited for what comes next. Yeah, That's amazing, and thank you, Jackson. That's thank incredible. you very much for being here. That's amazing, and uh, it's great. It's a, it's a testament to what we're trying to do here on this uh, yes. channel here. Yes. Uh, Lenny Laserdiscs also says, hey, Tiff uh, and Sal, I can't make it to the live stream tonight, but I wanted to say I've been enjoying the current Williamson run on Superman. You should try and interview him one day. Ha ha. And most importantly, happy birthday to Tiffany. Thank you. Great idea, Lenny Laserdiscs. I will reach out to uh, Mr. Williamson. I know he's very difficult to achieve, uh, but I will try and reach out to him at some point. Maybe we could do a regular thing. That'd be nice. Uh, and Arduit says, Comp up. We wanted to like, uh, wanted to, uh, would like to thank you all, Tiffany, especially for getting me into gaming. Uh, just finished the wake last night and it was beautiful. I also found out that reading the Dreedberg or Dreigenberg did I, I, a few uh, MTG magic arts for quite a few cards. Oh, the Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah. Uh, check out that art for Purgatory and Painter's Servant. That's great. I love when magic grab. I mean, like, listen, there's been quite a few artists who have worked with game and who then also went and did magic the gathering cards yeah which is incredible um but i was particularly enthusiastic enthused to find out that jinji ito had done some <laughs> magic the gathering cards i believe it is you're kidding me that's i think insane. that's correct i could be wrong yeah but yeah. yeah i i like the i like the sometimes listen i, I played the game mm -hmm. i did i played magic for a little bit but yeah. the fact was i think i was just there for the art on the cards yeah me too you know how love Yu-Gi-Oh is all about the heart of the cards yeah like magic it was all about the art of the card ah, you'd hang on to that one <laughs> that's good yeah I, I definitely did not play magic the gathering uh in high school a bunch of friends of mine tried to get me to play and i was like we're already having a hard enough time like why are we adding that to our lives? Who cares? Just enjoy it. Well, they were like, "Oh, just go buy another deck. Just go buy another deck." I'm like, "With what money? Like, wh how will I buy another deck? Like, just packs. go buy it. Just go. Just go to Models. Get the booster packs. That is all for Yug. Um, <laughs> uh, I read uh, Batman and Robin number three. Of course, this uh, is a series from Joshua Williamson and Simone DeMeo. Uh, completely uh, kind of doing its own thing. If you're not uh, uh, enthused by the Zdarsky run, uh, don't feel bad uh, because there's a book here for you. Um, it is entirely its own thing, although it does pay homage slash reference to uh, the, the current continuity, but it is basically its own book. Uh, this introduces a new villain known as Shush, female Hush. Uh, does she have an affiliation with Tommy Elliot? Only time 
will tell. We'll see about that. But uh, this, of course, continues. Are you the being story. real right now? No, yeah. Shush is a real person who uh, is essentially female hush. Yeah. Shush. That's her name. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Simone DeMeo's art continues to be the like most interesting looking Batman book on the shelves today. I really enjoy uh, the... You know, just the real different quality to the art and how yeah. uh, it's it, it just sets itself completely apart. Um, of course, that is also bolstered by the colors, um, which I believe DeMeo does himself. Uh, so, yeah, that's excellent. That's that's it, it has a real cohesion to it, but it also is very much like you can. It, it's easy to flow through the through the pages with also you'll miss details if you don't go back and like really look at it because it's just it all kind of comes together. Um. You know, Damien uh, rejects his uh, experience at high school. He went uh, in the previous issue and like, you know, he got treated like an idiot or a jerk. And he didn't like that because, you know, he's a sociopath. And uh, so he's like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Batman's Mm -hmm. like, you have to do that. And he's like, give me good reason. And Batman's like, I don't have one. And I'm like, fair enough. Um, also Batman, of course, was hit with a pheromone in the previous issues and uh, he the the bats don't like him anymore. They don't want to go near him and they or they'll attack him. Uh, but then it turns out that uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a transformation serum as well. So uh, we'll is he see. becoming a bat? Oh uh, yeah, that's Does exactly. Does he speak bat? Uh, yeah, Are you speaking bat. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. So Batman turns into a giant bat at the end of the issue. It's a fun. It's a fun issue. Uh, continues to be. It goes in two different directions. You know, White Rabbit is under uh, the. Um, she she's under the gun. She's being chased after by hut or by shush. Um, for information that she may or may not know. Uh, she seems to be an idiot, like most rabbit-based characters in the Marvel or DC universes. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun little like chase issue. Mostly it's just Batman and Robin chasing after people. Okay. Uh, so I really, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and it especially felt more like, it was very self-contained. It felt like a Batman book. You know, it felt like a like a Batman and Robin book. Very much about that. Okay. Not connected to the whole universe, not connected to like what's going on in the Bat family and all that stuff. So yeah. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um. Just really quickly, just getting our feet wet here. I read Hexabon, Hexagon, Hexabon, Hexagon Bridge number three. Um. But it's just a good book. Yeah. Like, what else am I going to talk to you about? You know what I mean? It's it's all done by Richard Blake. Mm-hmm. You know, writing art. It's just it's just a phenomenally like beautiful book. Yes. Like, I just love the art of this story. They like, just these beautiful little moments. Just just mm-hmm. just so lovely just very much up my alley um and, and honestly i i dig the story i think it's going to read a little better put together oh naturally for sure there's just there's a lot going on you know we're dealing with made-up technologies we're dealing with you know um you know the, the sci fantasy elements here uh we we do have like some like you know telekinesis that kind of stuff or you know telepathy going on as well mm-hmm. there's a lot of layers to it and i just feel like when it's all put together it's going to read really really great but i want to support this book totally month to month and so i've been continuing to do that and you know i have no problem owning a book in a digital space and then also purchasing the, it the hardcover yeah or because the, the like physical copy I and then say. actually i want to talk about that later with another book that mm. like as much as i love a good physical copy and i did actually get a chance to grab a physical of number one of this so i want like that number one and then i'm gonna grab the trade of it yeah inevitably right i hope that it is uh in a, in a different printing style because okay. i do love book. i wish it were printed in like the format that it seems sure. to be sure, in. sure sure that would be it would be really really um lovely if, yeah. if they printed it to the specs that it, it should be right um but i get them not doing it individual necessarily like i i get that yeah 
Um, but yeah, later on, I want to talk about the differences between like a physical and a, and a digital because sometimes I really want that physical copy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes the read I think is better digitally. We'll yeah, talk, there's. We'll, we'll talk more about that. That certainly was the case with the the Snyder Capullo run for me. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, this book is just it's just gorgeous. I really like the um the, the story that is unfolding. The parts that I I'm like oh, okay, wait, I think I remember what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times when it comes to like you know science fiction which I, this probably leans a little more science fantasy than science fiction okay um but like sometimes when you don't have all that laid out in front of you sometimes you need to go back and reference like a term or you know a, like an earlier concept to make sure you understand what's going on currently because yeah. it, it really a lot of times for me science fiction science fantasy it, it builds on itself yeah you know so I, I can't wait to get this all put together but i really do love where this is going and, and this one definitely left on a bit of a cliffhanger where oh. it's like one of those where it's just like off panel someone says something and then it's just like we don't know who it is oh okay. and i'm like oh. it's a great comic book convention <laughs> it is a great that. comic book that. convention yeah. to have um so those types of moments are often lost in those trades but in an individual um yeah just a great book again so it's, it's a little sleepier i think it's a little like it's quiet um but I think it might hit uh, if you know some folk who maybe like um, like maybe some Miyazaki stuff. There's something about it. There's something mm-hmm. like even if it's not even remotely close to those types of concepts. Although it is a little like Castle in the Sky. Mm. You know, you got like the the these this like AI robots kind of thing. We got that concept in here. But then there's all this like mixture of like you know the woods and like just different cultural elements to it as well. It might be a good book to get some folks who maybe don't read a lot of comics they might like this okay so i'm thinking about the, i'm automatically thinking about this like december holiday gift giving season sure so i'm trying to trying to help you guys out yeah <laughs> fair enough um well, you want to go into the x-men or do you want to uh um let's talk really quickly about spine tingling spider-man yeah uh, number two i read that yep. uh freaking man man i love book yeah i really love this book saladin ahmed uh juan ferreira there's something simultaneously so like modern there's like this air of total modernity in terms of like the type of horror it's telling um but also like some old school comic book conventions yeah that you'll like that you'll find in it whether it be like peter talking about like oh this would be so easy if i only had my power still you know what i mean Ah. like that reminder yes yes for you the reader the reader like updated yeah and like having it happen more than once in the same issue well it may be because or it may be deliberate i feel like saladin Ahmed is a pretty modern writer yeah and so he's aware of those conventions yeah uh conventions is our word of the day but uh <laughs> i also noticed that the, the the font choice like the titling for mm-hmm. it is the 90s so yeah. it could be that they're trying to evoke that kind of feeling sure for sure for sure um but i really i, I have no problem with it i i no. like it quite a bit it fits this this, it, this format well you know what it is it's it's making its own thing entirely and i appreciate it because again like it has this air of modernity but then to have these like nostalgic conventions these mm-hmm. older you know like you said like 90s these tropes, or, yeah, yeah these, these sort of tropes like peppered in there it kind of keeps you off guard ah. and you're not really sure you're like your footing isn't quite right it throws you off which is great yeah for a horror, it's book. a horror book that's right? exactly what it's supposed to do um and and this there's a panel in this and i freaking loved it and i know plenty of artists have used like a panel like this but i haven't seen one in a while and it literally is just a full um vertical panel oh yeah okay but it's it's not it's like a, a portion of the page it's maybe a fifth or fourth of the page oh. and it, it just it, it was used so so well um to show the uh running it's but you missed it. it's back um to, to show back back <laughs> one more one more again 
There it is. Ah. Um, to show um, the like the length of a train car. Oh, okay. And I really appreciate it quite quite a bit. And it, it seems longer than it should be. Again, creating this, you know, like in your nightmares, where it's like you want to run, you want to do this, yes. you want to do whatever. And I really appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, especially with the kind of like the hint for the next issue, I was like, oh wait, what are we doing with this? <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where this is going. Nice. Um, there was a moment where it felt like, oh, maybe we were getting a little bit out of the horror stuff, and maybe it was going to be a little bit more uh, conventional, like we a were... comic, like a superhero yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but no, we dive right back into it. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, like just this is a great book the art feels a little um like steve niles e yeah but not it's its own thing it's its own thing entirely but it has like a little few of those hallmarks there that's that panel i just really enjoyed it i was like that's really great yeah you know really had a good time yeah they're playing with the format a little bit and playing with your your expectations yeah what's funny with this is that i wasn't sure how i was going to feel reading this as we were moving out of like spooky season Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people are looking for the horror hit come october and some books started a little earlier so they'd be wrapping up um but a lot of books like just launched in october you know snyder uh put out um the dungeon yes um, this launched and I, I was able to just jump right back into it and just That's get great. back into that mindset of it being like spooky and horror. And I can't wait to one day do this on the couch. Yeah. Very much oh, looking forward to it. I think that would do well. I think but that'd be fun. I'm just, I just want to share it with you all. Cause yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm just really feeling it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed to say I've, there are a number of books that came out this past week that I skipped because I think I'm just kind of off the book. And I want to just apologize for like having a lighter week because Daredevil came out. I'm done with that book. Like I'm off. There's nothing okay. about it that, that that appeals to me anymore. That's uh, Immortal Thor. Um, I think it's a great book, and it, I'm just too bored by it. It's a very well written book, but there's it's just it's just a little it's just a little too high concept for what I'm looking for right now okay. from Thor. And uh, I'm happy that it's working out. And I'm, I really do recognize that it's it is a great series, but it's just not hitting me where I want to read it's right not now. Re- you know what though? Like I've seen you a few times. Um, I can revisit it. And right. It. Well, with books, um, I'm, I'm looking at you, Rorschach, where it was something where you're like, I'm not feeling this. I don't necessarily care for it. And then later on, when it came out in trade, you were like, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes it takes, it's just reading month to month is a very different experience from reading a, a, a trade. Yeah. You know, when you have that all together, you have a totally different read than the person who read month to month, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so it may just be one of those things where it's like you loop back around to it, come, you know, it's out in trade and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. But I should give a quick shout out to Daredevil, at least for the cover. Uh, I think this is some of John Romita Jr.'s best work in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just, you know, because John Romita Jr., um, has faced a lot of uh, negative criticism for his art over the years. Um, you know, maybe he should move into more cover work. I don't know. I was actually, it was thinking about this recently because uh, one of our comic book stores was having a uh, sale mm-hmm. and uh, we, we availed ourselves of their books and their sale uh, quite uh, extensively. But one of the conversations they were having was about Alex Ross and like all the work he's doing for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to them. And I don't know if it was necessarily like telling tales out of school or if it was just conjecture, but like the idea that Ross doesn't have the time to do like a series like Ross's time, like his timetable doesn't afford like him to do month to month or weekly. You know, he can't do biweekly. He can't do monthly. Mm. Like he just can't keep up with it. But instead of doing like a 28 page book, he could do 28 covers. 
Yeah, but and I've that's seen, why he's doing more covers. I have seen him do some crummy covers. Though, well, the covers, too. you know, it's it, it, at the end of the day, whatever you know, it, it, it's what the assignment is, right? I mean, like yeah. he did a ton of Dan Slott Spider-Man covers, and I think that while they are all spectacular because of the artistry that was involved most of them didn't need to exist at all you know like there's, right. with 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 alex ross it's like there is like almost like a uh you know like i, you I need think, it you, it needs to exist i i agree i just think occasionally with ross like and there's nothing wrong with the skill itself it's just sometimes it feels like he's he's it is an assignment yeah like it's just it's an assignment yeah. and so there's something like and i'm i'm not saying that they're bad no but it's just they're not they're not his best work Right, and it's not going to always be your best work, but no. that, but then because you're being compared to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have you can't help it. You can't help but look at them and go like, this is not this is not great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and and you don't want to say it's a waste of their time, but it's like they're fine. Well, and the funny thing is, but I would say that with Jr. Jr. Yeah, with, the, with like, Jr. It's more often I've seen covers that I'm like, no. Oh yeah, no, they're mostly not great. Yeah. But I thought that Daredevil was pretty great. Um, the uh, it's funny the the Alex Ross thing. I was just thinking about how um personally speaking mm-hmm. i've never liked his spider-man oh interesting so it, with with very like brief exceptions like his portrayal in marvels mm. but um alex ross is not my favorite spider-man artist and him doing like a hundred spider-man covers or whatever was not what you <laughs> wasn't was. exactly what yeah, i was looking yeah, for yeah. you know i mean um, he did put doom riding a mechanical dinosaur so no it's not a dino it's it is an alternate reality version of doom who is also a tyrannosaurus rex oh. those are two dooms oh excuse me from the tiny thumbnail it's hard to tell yeah no i just I um, wanted to point out that like, these you. two team up and right. fight a dinosaur so is there, ben Grimm is, as well is there what, what is it with marvel and dinosaurs i i think that it's a it's and a holdover where, and when is that like it wouldn't necessarily be a sinister six, but I'm thinking like there's the Venom T Rex, and mm-hmm. now there's like doomed like yeah, T-Rex. the T-Rex, yeah. Where's the rest of the T Rex? Oh my god, it's a V Rex. That's it's funny. It's a V Rex. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the the Council of Rexes. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, don't forget we also have the B Rex over in DC because Batman is a is a Tyrannosaurus that's, Rex. That's there true. Too. That's true. How many super villains or heroes can we make into into dinosaurs? dinosaurs? Yeah, that's a great question and good for uh, the comments down below. Uh, <laughs> Getting but back, like, does it have to like? Does it have to have the like? No, it doesn't, it doesn't have to have rhyme. the rhyming scheme. I think well, that's just at this point it does though. B Rex, V Rex, and D Rex. Yeah, but B Rex can't team up with the D and. I know, T-Rex, but I'm just so. saying like we we've got this convention going. I know, now. I know, that's true. Um, getting back in the super chats really quick. Hulkzilla says, "Happy birthday, Tiffany! Much thank love you. to the Compop crew as always. Thank thanks, Hulkzilla. Appreciate the support." Uh, Silas Loudon, uh, happy birthday and thanks for the laughs. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, thank Silas, you, thank for your you. generosity, and uh, we're doing it for the lols. Thank Ac- you. Uh, AKA 480. Uh, happy birthday, Tiffany. What are your thoughts on Spider Man 2? Well, you can find out Tiffany's thoughts in real time on twitch.tv slash confop or at youtube.com slash confop. Uh, plays or in the chat down in the description below this video, you can find links to every channel yeah, we have. I'm still working through it. He's finished it, so we haven't had a chance to really talk about it because he's just waiting for me to get through the the game because I'm only playing it when I play it live with with everyone on in the community. Exactly. Um, but so far, the game's keeping me on my toes. There are a lot of things I like about it. Um, this game has me realize at least this portrayal of him, mm-hmm. like that Craven's just a jerk. Oh yeah, he is a big jerk. Like literally, like I, I've like you know working through it. I'm at a like I don't want to say where I am. I don't want to spoil it for anyone else necessarily. No, of course. But watching Craven basically like, l- allow his minions to do all the work mm-hmm. and then literally just roll up and yep. take advantage of a situation, I'm like. 
Uh, so I'm sorry. Why are you the greatest hunter? It, it seems like you're more like you're a good manager. Yeah, he is. With well, a lot of money. Right. Definitely. <laughs> like, is that what your whole thing is? Well, that's why they show him like wrestling a rhino or whatever, sure. you know, just to show how he's, sure, he's pretty sure. strong. Um, but yes, but so far, like really enjoying it. I think the voice actors are doing a great job. Yep. Really, really great job. I appreciate how real a lot of people look. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like, yeah. Like folks just roll. I'm like, that's just a guy. Yeah, that's right, true. Cool. Yeah. Some of the uh, some of the mechanics or some of the um, the visuals on our main characters are a little funky, but it's not because of necessarily mm. the design. Although I do miss the original design of Peter. Um, okay. I I, I was thinking like Norman for some reason. There's something about Norman, Norman just looks I'm, like I'm a like, guy. You're just, you're just a dude. Like, like you could exist. Yeah. Like I love. I really like that. That really like draws me in. Yeah. Um, and I love whoopie swinging so. Oh much. yeah, no, it's amazing. Like just oof. Right. Uh, Lotaro Medina says, hey, happy birthday, Tiffany. Uh, and hello, Sal. Hello. <laughs> Did you hear that? Apparently, Gail Simone is writing the new X-Men comic for free comic book day. I read it. Uh, no. Uh, do you think she would be a good pick to take over after Krakoa? Um, I'm, I did not hear that. Congratulations to her. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your super chats, by the way. That's yeah, very yeah, helpful. yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and no, I, I think, uh, well, uh, let's say this. I think Gail Simone is a fine author, and mm. I've, I've enjoyed some of her work. Um, and I'm sure that she'd be a good pick for the X-Men. Um, I don't know if I like her work enough for me to keep reading X-Men. If they were like, ladies and gentlemen, Gail Smo's taking over X-Men after this. I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, enjoy. I think it's just going to depend on what they do. You yeah. know, like I, I don't like, where's know. The, where are they going? I don't it? know how I'm going to feel post fall of X. I don't know if this is going to be like the... Less about like whether or not like it's like, oh, it's not going to be the same. Like, I'm not really that person. It's more like I'm like, is this an opportunity for me to feel like, do I feel satisfied? Yeah. If I feel satisfied with the fall of X, I might just be done. You know, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't I can't guess at this point in terms of her like taking over. Um, I think whoever takes over next needs to have a clear and present goal. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. as long as they have that, like it'll be it'll have better success than yeah. just forcing it upon someone. No, they need to like adhere to this new explanation like jerry duggan is directing the line that's the way it should be like it's working mm -hmm. you know hickman direct directed the line duggan directed the line this is the, they, they need to keep that up yeah i think it's i think it's working um but yeah uh what else we, what else do we read um um let's talk about this one because yeah. i have it here ready to go I think that's a great idea uh this came out this week i'm not gonna get too too much into this is this is rated for mature heads up Heads up, <laughs> folks, if you're picking this book up, this is this one's not pulling any punches. This is James uh, Tyner IV with art by Joshua Hickson. Uh, it's the deviant, a Christmas story. It is not. It, it's, listen, it's Tynan. All right. If you know Tynan, it's you know, it's going to be a horror story. And this one, like I said, it is not pulling any punches. It's also a chunky boy um, coming in at six dollars as well. Mm. But you get a lot of book for that. Um this book is a a story about the holidays and serial killers or something. I'm not sure what <laughs> it is yet, and I don't think we're supposed to. It has it's like Tiny Color with own, his own story. Um, plus, uh, I don't know. It, it feels like there's like elements of like Sandman here. Of course, I'm probably thinking of the serial convention. Um, there's elements of Silence of the Lambs in mm. this as well. There's a lot going on in this book. Um, now I had it physical. I also read it digital. 
you know, I was like, I have to get a copy of this book. I need a physical copy of this book, right? But I read it digital first, and then yeah. I picked up my physical copy of it. Um, and I love having the physical copy of a book like this. I will say, like, there are, like, big splash pages. Like, this is the credits page, and this looks really cool. This book looks a lot cooler in digital. Oh, no. Because there's no staple or there's no there's no gutter. There's, there's no, like center line yeah. for some of these pages where there's like these gorgeous splash pages and when you read it digitally they present that to you as one big image yeah um there was an there was a moment in this you were editing so i don't know if you heard me but i gasped oh. as i came upon a page and i was like wow okay that was a legitimate reaction and when i looked at it in here it's cool but i don't know if i would have had the exact same reaction to it mm -hmm. just this gorgeous it's just gorgeous and it's scary yeah and, and it's just it's so much fun um it has a lot of those hallmarks that i like you know we're dealing with serial killers we're dealing with real people we're dealing with the snow it feels cold and just kind of crummy um looking forward to where this book goes i have no idea where it's going but i will warn you it is mature on many levels we're dealing with like a there's a lot of gore in this yeah. there is violence um there are like adult and mature ideas going on in this so i i want to give you that heads up if that is not something you're interested don't grab this but if you do like tynan's work in horror you might like this this and it's just in time for the holidays <laughs> <laughs> great yeah no i've i've uh, i've definitely seen a clear um and like very definitive line between reading digital and reading physical yeah. um i think i'll always want to read physical but i think the digital has a lot of strengths it does it does it. some of those books like just just preserving the the pace yeah and preserving the experience of like surprise i mean yeah with comics you know they, they've been made for so many decades that you know you they know how to present a story by physically reading a book mm -hmm. and turning pages and having those moments or building pacing uh through panel layout but uh, digital added a whole new ball game. It's a real oh, shame sure, what sure, happened sure. with Comicsology and everything. No, it's, well, I mean, it's I'm going to try it out once it moves over. I'm going to see how it goes. Yeah, we got it, and I'll report back. Um, additionally, mm -hmm. too, like I found that because it is digital, obviously the colors are more vibrant, um, which gives you definitely a different read on it. But it also ups the contrast, and this is a pretty dark toned and dark like colored book like they're, it's just they're, they're really leaning into the fact that it's night and there's snow and mm -hmm. stuff like that um that really that punch came across in the digital space and maybe a little less so here but that may have to do with the printing because a lot of times with with physical or with uh like individual issues they they don't go the best on the paper for these mm -hmm. so the trade for this might look even better though so yeah yeah absolutely that's fair <laughs> uh so i read uh superior spider-man i guess we can talk about that yeah um superior spider-man number one this is the continuation of the series i know that there was another superior spider-man kind of like bonus issue that whetted your appetite mm -hmm. that introduced the the new series uh to you mm -hmm. from dan slot this is of course Ooh. uh yep it's uh written by dan slot with art by mark bagley um interesting because mark bagley i don't think drew, drew much if any of the superior spider-man run mm -hmm. when it was in its heyday which is very much like the kind of headline of the series which is like hey remember superior spider-man and if, you know, Marvel had its druthers back when we were telling them, hey, when you bring back Peter, make a continuated series called Superior Spider-Man to keep those readers going. They're not all going to keep reading if it's called Amazing Spider-Man. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, we know how that story ended. And it ended with a with a one more day for Doc Ock for some reason. But uh, this uh, is essentially a flashback book. It's doing a lot of work for, like, what is the, like, latest era of Dan Slott's 
Spider period, you know, Sp- right. Dan Slott's early Spider-Man period was like, he's lucky to get Spider-Man. So he's going to give you kind of like fan service moments. Like that's early Dan Slott, Dan Slott having Spider-Man fight powder toast, man, Dan Slott having Spider-Man show up in other books that he's working on, like she Hulk at the time. Uh, then there was the like brand new day era for Dan Slott, Spider-Man where he was like, all right, here is my audition tape for writing Spider-Man. He was working with other, you know, some uh, big time Hollywood writers, other big time Spider-Man writers like Roger Stern. He's competing with all these different people. Eventually comes out on top, gets to be the sole Spider-Man writer. And then he's like, all right, now I'm just going to give you my Spider-Man. And during that period, he really, uh, you know, really hit the gas when it came to big time and, and, and and ultimately spinning into superior Spider-Man, of course, Spider-Man, one of the best Spider-Man events of all time, despite the fact that he's also like one of the most uh, divisive Spider-Man creators in modern history. Mm. Uh, but yeah, his, uh, his Spirit Spider-Man run, most people agree, you know, may have had a couple of moments where you were like artificially kicking the can down the road. I see you Spider-Man fighting Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, for the most part, it was, a, it was a slam dunk and it was, it was a success. It right. worked despite it being super divisive into in, in, in presentation and, uh, and, and Dan uh, using social media to kind of like, promote it via uh i don't controversy which is very much a marvel strategy you know get them pissed off if they're bored they'll leave if they're pissed they'll stay right Um, right 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 you know if they're so pissed they'll leave they were going to leave anyway they were never (laughs) going to make them happy so there was always going to be a moment where they're going to leave but if you make them just pissed enough to stay they'll stay forever oh great and they'll be mad forever but uh you know his doesn't want that right exactly who doesn't want to just like monetize rage but uh superior spider-man this series um is doing a number of other things that like latest that you know new dance lot or this period of dance lot is mm-hmm. is is known for uh most importantly of course is his creation of bailey his miles morales and when i say miles morales i mean like young new spider-man mm-hmm. um i i i don't know the motivation behind it besides like wouldn't it be fun if and i hope that is from the spirit of, of, of creation. That's what it is. You know, wouldn't it be fun if there was this like mystery character that showed up who no one remembers and flew in the face of what Spider-Man is known for, you know, if Spider-Man had a junior character, like a junior right. sidekick, what if yeah. Spider-Man had a Robin? Right. right, and, right. Uh, okay. and that's Bailey, the spider boy. Uh, but it also is convenient that it's coming around the time of like, two very successful one Oscar award winning uh, Miles Morales centric Spider-Man movies mm. and like Spider-Man. Oh, and oh, and triple A title video games, including one entire video game dedicated just to miles just kind of comes out of this, uh, this left field mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, and also Bailey. And he's super important. And he was always there. And in fact, he predates miles. It just feels very like, right. Oh, me too. And I'm like, right on. Um, look, He's one of the longest running Spider-Man creators. No uh, question. He loves the character. I understand that kind of uh, motivation, but uh, you know, Bailey, you know, his problem is he insists upon himself. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, He, well, he does, but like this is, but this is the period we're in for Dan where it's like, we are pushing Bailey. Bailey was there. We got to get Bailey working. We got to get Bailey working and we need it to establish like, of course, Bailey was never there. Bailey is a retcon. But how do we firmly establish Bailey? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we say that he was there for like every seminal moment. And that gives me, Dan Slott, who who created Bailey and only knows where Bailey was, an opportunity to tell every single Spider-Man story 
or every single greatest Spider-Man story again with Bailey. He was actually there and here's what he did. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and so this book is essentially two stories. It's a, it's a present day and a flashback. The flashback is what was Bailey doing when superior Spider-Man took over? What was going on with Bailey? And remember, of course, if Bailey is not on screen, you may have to, ha- you have to have all your main characters ask, where is Bailey? Mm-hmm. But, um, that's your, that's your backup story is like, what was Bailey up to during superior Spider-Man? And essentially, uh, you know, Doc Ock treated him like a piece of shit and he like kicked him out of there and he went and, and Bailey went to go like stay with the, uh, free, the future foundation. Uh, there you go. Uh, explains that. Um, there's the other present day story, which is of course that like there's a retcon that Dan did in the previous Superior Spider-Man story. I believe it was like same year this year, like you know it was a one shot, where they established that like there was a character that I believe he invented during Big Time that was part of uh, the Horizon Labs group that eventually essentially got screwed over by Doc Ock when he was Spider-Man and she became a new hot supervillain and she was put on ice from her retcon to now so that now Spider-Man can fight her. And so he does. And also Doc Ock is there and he needs to figure out like he's missing memories. And so mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. eventually discovers like, Oh, um, he, he, he actually discovers how like that Peter Parker is Spider-Man again for like the 10th time. Sure. Uh, via goblin methods, mm-hmm. not uh, deliberately, but Dan knows exactly what references I'm making here. Cause he made them himself. And it's uh, you know, uh, when green goblin, Norman Osborn figured out who Peter Parker or Spider-Man was for the first time, it's because he followed him. And uh, Pete's like spider sense was, I believe, dulled in that story. But in this case, it's overwhelmed in this one. And uh, and then you just like followed him to an alley and just watched him change his clothes, which is creepy in a lot of levels. But, uh, you know, no less effective. Sure. Right. So, uh, you know, that's what he did. He followed him home or he followed him to an alley. But one of his octobots actually did, mm. recorded it. So it's actually even more gross. Uh, filmed the the, 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 the the disrobing and then brought it back to Doc Ock. Okay. Where he, that unlocked all of his memories. And I was like, ah, now I remember. Right. So actually, if you're looking for like present day mm-hmm. Superior Spider-Man, he doesn't exist yet. Okay. He hasn't. Doc Ock has not yet become Superior Spider-Man if he indeed ever does. Um, but Bailey though and uh we, you know so, so keep an eye out for bailey so big big deal character so i'm sorry can you can you go over the just with for me for my own need to know mm-hmm. um when did when was bailey supposedly when did he st- like start hanging out with spider-man uh i don't really actually know uh what the like official timeline mm-hmm. is for bailey because there isn't one and we're making it up as we go right because like doesn't this call like cause problems for when spider-man might have failed someone yeah yeah like and, what, like, what, what but, <laughs> yeah well, it's essentially very similar to that episode of Community where they established that Jack Black's character, I believe his name is like Barney or something, uh, was there the whole time. Right, right, right. And right. so they like reshot scenes where he was there in the background of every scene. Right. But like that, there's a difference there because that's just there's a show with only so many episodes. And this is, you know, the very long running history of us a, a mm-hmm. character. Yeah. No, no. It, it, if, if anybody, if I trusted anybody to figure it out, Dan's on the list of people that I would trust okay. to figure it out. It feels I just don't want him. It feels a little, and I I I want to remain yeah. positive about right, this. Right, of course. Because I, I know for a fact that Dan Slott loves Spider-Man. Exactly. Like, I, just, I know he loves it. He loves the world. He loves all of it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But this plus the, you know, the whole um, Franklin Richards thing. Oh, yeah, when he... It just feels like Dan just is working on his own. Right, like, like nobody mess just, with Dan or when you, like, 
or like not even that, like not that. Like, and I, I don't mean to. I'm not saying anything. I'm not accusing anyone. Exactly. Like, it just feels like he's kind of doing his thing, and they're doing their thing. Right. And but and also that's like a shame. Like I don't know. Like I I, I want everybody working together. But I, I know. Too. I know that's literally how not like no office really works. Yeah, like but don't that. forget like, that like my office doesn't, doesn't no. work like that. Like <laughs> yeah, but your but your uh, example of uh, Franklin Richards is actually yeah. very interesting because of course. Um, he doesn't work with other people or at least he doesn't work with other groups, but he can influence them. You know, so like Franklin yeah. Richards was a big, important character in Hickman's uh, plans for yeah. Hawks and Pox and, and, and the X-Men ongoing. Uh, but then uh, Dan Slott decided, no, actually, actually, I don't like that. And so right, he changed right, him arbitrarily right. and uh, and then kept him in his corner in mm -hmm. his Fantastic Four book, because otherwise, who knows what could happen? Frankly. Right, right. I don't want to I don't want to leave that character open or or allow Hickman to usurp that character, because Franklin Richards is essential to any any Fantastic Four comic book. Right. Oh, right. except for all the issues where he didn't exist. And then all the issues where he's sidelined and then all the issues where he is too powerful to be actually be utilized as a character, which is to say over 500 issues of Fantastic right. Four. I guess it's just interesting, too, because like it's not like it's a, a like we've seen that happen before with like small characters where like there's just a person working over there and yeah. they're just working on the character and it doesn't matter. It's fine. Right. Like, like, like they're just doing their thing. Yeah. It might like, even almost maybe Jed McKay, but he's also, you know, no, but no, he, he's, now he's now he's everywhere. Yeah. yeah but if yeah, he was yeah. only doing Moon Knight, it'd be like, yeah, right on. Yeah. Like he's just doing his thing. It's, you know, he's making big swings, taking, yeah. you know, making changes. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's cool, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it actually reminds me very much of uh, what uh, what's his name was doing with. um with who's he what's it you know that was a really helpful sentence yeah um, absolutely no the um who was it oh uh jason aaron when he was doing avengers mm. he's like I, uh the world almost blew up and literally no other books are referencing it or using it in any way yeah and you know he's like oh echoes the phoenix and hickman's like sure sure she is jason knock yourself out but it's yeah, very much over there. It, it, it's just interesting. And, yeah. I, and I guess in my head, much like the characters work together, I want to see every all of them working together, but it's not the reality. No. It's not, it's not the reality of interperson, like no. interprofessional relationships. Exactly. By the way, someone asked what my earrings are. I haven't worn these in a while, but I figured I can wear them for this episode. I yeah. can't wear them for super long. They're actually Han and Leia action figures that are, are painted gold and they're, they're earrings. Yeah. I did not I can, notice them I can before. Literally, only wear them for so long, and yeah. I was like, I can wear them for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting into these super chats really quick, Ray Far says, um, "Comic Pop Woo, Woo to you too. Thanks, man. Uh, happy birthday, Tiffany. Thank I hope you. you get all the cool hats. Thank you. Can Sal suggest any good comics with Madam Web in them? Never liked I her to, uh, the animated series episodes. Uh, there's only one, and it's the one where Spider-Man defends her against the Juggernaut. I believe it's called something like uh, nothing can stop the juggernaut. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a fantastic issue. It shows it's one of the top Spider-Man issues uh, of all time because it is um, it's representative of who Spider-Man is and how he like refuses to give up and, and you know, all of all of that stuff. It's, it's called something like nothing can stop the juggernaut or called exactly nothing can stop the juggernaut. <laughs> Uh, from Amazing Spider-Man number uh, two two twenty nine. So uh, if you have if you if you're looking to dig deep, go pick up a copy of Amazing Spider-Man two twenty nine uh, because that's pretty much the only issue I could ever recommend that has Madam Weapon. Ardu would also return. So you are correct. Junji Ito did do a few cards for uh, Magic: The Gathering, and they're absolutely beautiful and terrifying. I thought so because when I was at that 
Junji Ito like museum thing. The, the art was there, and I was like, I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I think I'm remembering that correctly. It's also a few cards with Bob Ross art. I, I did not know. I believe that. Mm. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday, Tiffany, and thank lol you to so shush. Much. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for the kind, kind um, birthday wishes. Yeah. It's very sweet of you. Shush. Uh, Superior John, happy birthday, Tiff. <laughs> uh, first time I can catch the show live or donate, and I wanted to say how much I love everything on the channel. That's great, John. Thank, thank you so much. You. So what do you think of Insomniac? Well, do you think Insomniac will have superhero, superior Spider-Man? Uh, without getting into it much, I will say yes. Um, and thanks for your generosity, man. But yeah, I think we're going to see. I mean, Insomniac has access to every Spider-Man story. So they could do anything. They could do whatever they want. They could do whatever they want. But I do think Superior Spider-Man will happen. Uh, Except Owen, Spider-Man versus Batman. Or, or, you know. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, if anybody could, Insomniac could get away with it more than the comments. <laughs> uh, Owen uh, just picked up the massive Superman War World trade this week. And oh, my God, it's incredible. I don't read uh, hardly any soups, but this quickly made me a fan. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, War World's a very popular book. People love War World. And uh, I also caught, picked up the copy of the trade as well. So Did we'll you? see how it goes. Um, also, Cooter not being able to keep up on art with Daredevil after only three issues is pretty ridiculous. And somehow the villain art is much better, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a shame. I wasn't really a big fan of Cooter's art on Daredevil anyway, but uh, yeah. And Flywheel Shyster, I wake up with the Weekly Planet and settle down with Off the Rack. <laughs> Garfield, eat your heart out. These Mondays ain't blue. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Thanks, Flywheel. Yay! Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your support. We, uh, listen, we are we are very flattered to be in that kind of company. In, in the same sentence as the Weekly Planet. <laughs> yeah, those guys are incredible. <laughs> yes. Uh, you read Jean Grey. I did. Jean Grey. This is the end, right? Uh, yep, this is the end of this um, miniseries uh, written by Louise Simonson with art by Bernard Chang, Louise or Wheezy. Yep. Uh, Ash to Ashes, love the name of this. Oh, yeah. Listen, what was this all about at the end of the day? The Phoenix. Yes. And I love it. Yep. I'm so smart. Finally. You know, we have Krakoa is not really, really like focused at all on the Phoenix, which I appreciate. It doesn't always It's amazing how the much restraint there was. So much restraint, but you have this opportunity. And like Simonson came out of the gate swinging with this one. I loved that first issue and I loved every issue afterwards. It mm -hmm. felt like it was a bunch of what ifs that mattered. It's Jean, Jean Grey examining, you know, what went wrong? Could she have saved more people? Was it her mistakes? And this final issue um, has her facing those mistakes yet again, or yeah. like the, the um, result of the actions that she changed. Like things are starting to like meld and change and mingle. And she has to face that now too. Yeah. What was it all about? What's happening? Um, and uh, the Phoenix is a part of it, and I really don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, I do highly recommend you read this issue, but there are some spectacular, really quiet moments between Gene and the Phoenix. And I, I gotta tell you, like, Chang just knocked it out of the park, uh, for these moments uh, where you know, Gene is talking to the Phoenix. And oh, I, yeah, I, I love this moment where, as like Gene's remembering what happened at the gala when she when died, she died yeah. and she's at she asked the Phoenix, she's like, Why didn't you come to me? Right, and I was like. Mm. I don't know. There's something about that that like really gutted me. And the Phoenix is like, how could I? I I'm I'm dead as well. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like I and it's just little. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I love like seeing the Phoenix small and just, you know. Yeah, vulnerable maybe. And then two of them talking. Right. Yeah. Um, and they, they do, of course, end this with like, like I was Echo, quest, I'm sorry. Question marks. Is this the end? Yeah. Like we'll Spoilers, see. No. Well, well, they literally say like Gene's adventures will continue in Immortal X-Men. Right, like, yeah, we'll exactly. But will we get like, another Gene book? Like, what will it be like? You know, like who who will it be? What's going on there? Um yeah. so if you're reading Immortal, this will supplement that. Mm. Um, so if you are a fan of Immortal X-Men and you want a little bit more as to why Gene is in that book. 
you can circle back around, pick up these four issues. They're really, they're just a great read. It's just good storytelling. Um, Louise does a phenomenal job of like just telling a modern comic. Yeah. You know, she's been writing comics for a while. Yeah. Decades. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of writers aren't able to tell a story without using like new conventions they used back when they were maybe in their heyday. Yeah. Uh, but she just, she just does. And it's just, it feels like a little bit of a love letter to Jean without being just too sappy. I'm like, Jean Grey is amazing. It's just more like, <laughs> hey, like, let's talk about it. Right. Let's She's talk- a big character. She's a founding member of the X. Yeah. Let's, like, let's talk about let's, like, let's let's some of her moments and, and allow Jean in the um, mentality that she's in look back on these events yes you know, it's just it's just cool really yeah. great book I, I highly recommend it again it's only those four issues it's over you know it's done you can go grab them all that's great uh bryce harriet had mm. birthday thank you uh we live in a world with three ongoing flash books and they're all introduced uh new speedsters sales right with the flash fans and redundancies yeah i'm telling you flash fans love flash people they love runners they're just like hey are you wait a minute you're fast welcome to the family there's a hundred of us Let's all run. Good for them. Uh, Hayden Hamilton, my pup, uh, my puppers is feeling down. So I'm down oh. Been listening to reruns of back issues all day to cheer myself up. Thank you for your media and time as always. Thank you, Hayden, for being here as always. Yeah. We do appreciate it. And we wish your dog the very best. Yeah. Hopefully it's feeling better. Yeah. Um, we also have, of course, the uh, dark X-Men number four. This is, of course, the triumphant return of everyone's favorite character, Chasm. Uh, everybody was talking about it, including ourselves. And I think we talked about this before, so I don't need to reiterate it. But uh, yeah, there was some uh, conjecture about like the use and, and availability of Chasm. Right. Maybe Chasm will be like a new, hot, awesome member of the Dark X-Men. Maybe he'll uh, be some kind of foil for them. I just uh, assumed that Maddie was going to take responsibility with this, which clearly she had already. That's how Chasm is in this book anyway. It's written by Steve Fox with art by Jonah Sharf. But go ahead. Keep yes. Going. Oh, no. Just simply, uh, you know, but there it does have this answers a question, I think, definitively about how important chasm is and what role he will play in the marvel universe going forward so um, please uh take it away listen this issue for me the, the it's a, not about chasm it's not really if you like, bought this book because you were like oh chasm's in it well chasm, i am sorry chasm is technically in this he is book. technically in the book and not just on the cover he no is, and not just on the, he says on the cover. things and he appears he even gets a full page splash right but this this issue does answer a question for me which was like Rogue and Gambit are both still on Earth. They're still, they're both doing things. They're both, they're still married to each other. What's going on with the two of them? And that's how we open this book. Yeah. With, with Gambit going over, like we get a little like breakdown of Gambit's history. I appreciate it. It's yeah. fun. Like, listen, I'll take it anytime. I love Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. But, you know, it's just the two of them, they're still together. Rogue is working with um, Captain America. Yes. And Gambit's- the uncanny uh, Avengers. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and. Uh, Which is arguably a pretty bad book. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, did you know that it's really uh, who cra- did you find out who Kraft and Krakoa turned out to be? No, yeah, that's oh. exactly who everybody thought it was. Oh, okay, um, yeah, the Unity Squad that's what she's on. The Unity Squad, she's working on the Unity Squad. Yeah, they keep they never call it Uncanny Avengers. I'm like, just call it that. No, she's on the Unity Squad. I was like, no, there's a name for it, it's in this because, yeah, I probably should go read that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, the two of them are just like. They're just doing their things. And, and Gambit's excuse is that, like, he's it's weird for him to be the most morally just person on a team. He's like, How this is probably yeah. bad, right? I'm the bad boy of the X Men, or at least I'm one of the 12. Right. And now I'm like the moral compass. Yeah. That's, that's a problem that's or weird. Not good, right? Yeah. But he is working with Madeline Pryor in the limbo embassy because he's like, Listen, you know, 
Rose worried for him based yeah. on the people surrounding him. She's like, you are in danger and I'm not okay with that. And he's like, but we're doing good because we are able to find other mutants and some of them take the, the, the invitation and some don't, mm -hmm. you know, and like, we're, we're doing something and we need, I need to keep going. Yeah. Like I need to do that. And like, you know, there's this new girl who was from children of the Adam, that book that, that, that nobody read. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's here and you know, like I want to make sure she's okay because Madeline's taking kind of a, like a shine to her and then mm -hmm. they're trying to be a little bit of a Charles Xavier for her. And he's like, I got to stay here. And you know, rogues like, but I, and I got to go back. She's like, I could, I could make a, like a plea to, to cap to get you and, and that girl in. Right. But then she's got to go. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. Appreciate that. Thank you for that little, like, you know, like, you know, just touch it in. You yeah. Know? Like, exactly. oh, what's going on between the two? We also make sure to reinforce the fact that it's like Azazel or Azazel. Az yeah, it's Azazel. Azazel. Um, and Emplate, there's something going on there. Oh. We're like, Emplate either owes him something or his family. Okay. Something like that. But like, there's a contract. Oh. And Emplate's almost to the point where he's like, I don't care anymore. Okay. And I'm like, all right. Uh oh. Right. Um, we, you know, we just check in with a whole bunch of characters. I appreciate that. Like Havoc's a disaster. Of course. Like he just keeps getting hurt and they're just like Frankenstein putting him back together. Oh and I'm like, oh, but that is, Havoc needs a break, man. Yeah. He just needs a rest. Yeah. Maddie got an opportunity to like come out the other side better. Yeah. You know, in a better headspace. And, and Havoc's just a disaster. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, sorry, man. Um, but as we know, Orcus has, um, the, the, the Goblin Queen. Um, oh, I almost called her the Queen Goblin. I know. So while I was Which reading is a different it, character. While I was reading it, I kept calling her the Queen Goblin because I was like, well, she's not the Goblin Queen. She's the Queen Goblin. Right. She's, no, uh, she, nope. is the she is she, the Goblin she's Queen. She's the Goblin Queen. Yeah. Um, uh, they have the one from Secret Wars. Um, and, you know, they're like relying on her to try to get into the Limbo Embassy and, and to kind of shut that down. But it hasn't really been going well. And, and the agents who have... Um, been you know like relying on her kind of at their 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 end the, mm -hmm. you know, agent kroll and valens we're not sure what their deal is but they got something going on for sure, sure. um but she's got a plan and it, it, it involves using a um a mutant who uh, i think his name's abyss uh -huh. and uh he basically has like a like a like a black hole kind of thing going on uh -huh. like, a, like a cold lifeless dimension he's a gateway his body is and they weaponize it oh no and it like sucks up like Maddie and Havoc and Gambit and yeah, you know, just a bunch of key players here, right? Okay, but not all of the Dark X Men, just a few of them, right? And then it turns out that's like one of Azazel's kids. Oh no, right? Which we'll use that later on. But this gives them an opportunity for Orcus and those agents and you know the you know crazy looking Madeline Pryor and and her you know yeah Nightcrawler Xenomorph. I can't I can't not see it as like a Nightcrawler Xenomorph. It's just what it looks like to me. They probably want you to think that. They so. want me to think that. Right. Yeah. Um. They they get into the embassy and they're there for several reasons. She wants to take over. She's killing the mutants that they save left and right, and um. The agents are there to free Chasm because they're like, well, free Chasm, and Chasm's got a beef with Madeline Pryor, mm -hmm. and so like we'll have him as a backup, even though you already just took care of her. But I guess they realize it probably wasn't going to take anyway. So like, or maybe they're like that'll also get this other one under control. Like yeah. I don't know. Like let's let's free him. He will be down for this because essentially in the limbo embassy that's where chasm is madeline has him there he basically just hangs out he sits and he mopes yes and like plans his vengeance for her yes of course right and he shows up yep and like he comes out kaboom like just bam ready to go like just jumps into the fight he's like listen i know i have not had my finger on the pulse of what is going on but i recognize that logo and i'm not a jerk right i mean i'm a jerk 
but not but like I'm that. not that much of a jerk. Mm-hmm. You guys are jerks. Yes. And they're like, but we thought, you know, like maybe you wanted to. He's like, no, yeah, I have like an issue with some mutants, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna wait it out in here. Yep. Bye. Well, he, he even makes a little crack about it where he says, like, I've had my fill of goblins. Yeah. And then leaves. And he leaves. And he leaves the book. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. He basically says, yeah, I heard you guys wanted to put me in your book, but I will have none of it. And then leaves yeah. the book. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, no, no, thank, no. Oh, okay, cool. You just remember I'm in here at some point. And then unleash me. Yeah. Unleash me! Um, but remember the thing I said about Azazel and him being Abyss's dad? Mm-hmm. And Abyss is like, he's like, oh, like, I, like, I, oh, the pain, the, all of it, right? And he's just like, hey, what's your name again? <laughs> Like it's it is literally that he's like Nils is it Nils I don't know. I'm I listen well I'm no one's great dad all exactly. right like I, I I have a lot of you out there mm-hmm. I don't know anyway I'm gonna kill you crack <laughs> he just kills him I'm like oh ten out of ten you're on a list somewhere a father of the year for yep. sure mm-hmm. but it frees those who are trapped inside of him and like Maddie like really has an issue with this she's sure. like I have a lot of anger right now right. Uh, so I'm just going to assume you knew that that would free us and you weren't just killing him. He's like, all right, Meh. sure. I couldn't care less. I'm a dick. Yeah. Why not? So this is, of course, where we're going to get Maddie versus Maddie. Yes. Uh, like in the next book. That's of that's course. the promise of this. I do love this where she comes inside and like the Secret Wars Madeline Pryor is sitting on a throne made out of the corpses of the mutants that she killed. Yeah. She's like, yay, I'm in charge now. She got red spawn. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's dark. It's, it's dark. It works for me. Um, yeah. It is promising everything it was meant to be. Um, I appreciate that Gambit still gets to remain who he is. Yes. You know, like, it, I'm like, we're making this work. It makes sense for the two of them to be apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just trying to do the best that they can. I This book is making me feel really bad for Havoc, which I just didn't see coming. No, it's I'm rare. Like, I'm like, I feel bad. I feel really bad for Havoc. Yeah. Like who'd have thought, right? Like, I, like <laughs> but my dude just needs a break. Yeah, I don't know where we send him. He needs to go somewhere. And well, just, it used to be Krakoa, but he's uh, not one anymore. Not anymore. Uh, he just needs to relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send him wherever Vulcan is. Just send him into space. No, Vulcan. No, Vulcan is is on Araco right oh, now. Oh yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's space. No, but Apocalypse pulled him into like he's, he's, they forced a spell upon him to ah. make the island that walks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh so. no, uh, Andrew Forster. <laughs> Uh, thank you for your support. And uh, he says, saw Benny's post about maybe shutting down Comic Story. Wanted to know your thoughts on re- in relation to Comic Pop. Should fans be worried this may be coming for Comic Pop? And how do we best show support? Well, Andrew Forrester, uh, I'm glad you brought this up because there was no organic way for me to bring it up myself. Uh, and also, of course, thank you for your support. That yeah, no, thank you, out. thank you. Uh, but here's the thing about uh, about that. Um, uh, Comic Pop is in no danger of shutting down uh, outside of uh, people who I rely on desperately uh, to make the channel relevant and interesting. That is to say, Ben, Tiffany, and Ethan. Um, you know, without them, uh, I feel like the channel uh, would drop uh, significantly. But I feel like, you know, some of you are here to see at least the two of us share our opinions, and we do that every week. And there's so many uh, incredibly generous and kind people in the chat now, and who watch the show after the fact, who use super chats uh, and 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 show support, or just chat in the sh- or just chat and leave comments. Um, those of you who watch the show, um, you are uh, a testament to the fact that we uh, th- th- there's some staying power here. Um, I have not seen any uh, trends affecting the channels to indicate that we are in uh, dire straits. Um, if there are any troubles to come, 
they will come from within, from uh, not from without. Uh, and I, I expect that if there's issues, it'll be in the form of like algorithm changes. You know, it'll mm-hmm. be from um, you know some kind of a COPPA or you know other issue. But like, I don't see any issues with pandemics, with uh, you know, with uh, lockdowns or uh, you know external factors outside of that. Um, we're doing fine. Uh, not like, you know, great, but, uh, we're never doing great. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? Uh, and, and when I say great, like it's great in relation to us, like we're doing fine as a, as a, as a pair of small channels, you know, but, um, it's funny. I was actually watching something where, um, somebody was looking at like, so it was a, it was a video tutorial talking about like modern YouTube and how it works today. And this person was, ex- was explaining his method and he was like, here's my channel like when it was a complete failure and his numbers were better than our numbers are. And I was like, right on. Uh, but he had like 4 million or 14 million subscribers, something like that. You know, he, right, he, right, right. Okay. Like in proportion, we, he's like, I don't see how you could ever possibly do this. But for us, it's like, we're, you know, we live modestly. We don't exceed our grasp and we, you know, try to foster a positive community without like exploitation. And I think that that's served us well. And I think that, yeah. you know, uh, you know, an old uh, mentor of mine used to say cream rise to the top, you know, like people uh, will stay for quality. And uh, while I'm sure there's a vocal minority of people who think that that is, uh, you know, not us, I think that there's a larger okay. per- percentage of folk of, like out there who are watching this show or watch back issues or watch off the rack or else worlds exchange or any number of things we produce. And they think, no, I like this and I'm willing to support it by watching the show. Cause right now that's the best way to do it. Like the best way to support us is just by watching the show, uh, which is like exactly how I want that kind of uh, interaction to uh, occur. I want this channel to succeed be- by, in, in a transactional way where we make the content and you watch the effing content. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's for me the best <laughs> kind of yes. transaction, right? Um, these other steps, super chats, Patreon at all. Those are the two. We don't have a merch store yet, but we are working on it. But uh, that's another arm that would be a, be a factor, but it's not right now. Um, but those two arms, those are, those are additional. Yeah. Um, I will say that Patreon did help, you know, especially during the troubles, like during bad times, COPPA, algorithm changes significant changes um they help so, to offset yes, yes. They, they offset the cost they they make they you know they when youtube here's a quick behind the scenes thing nobody cares but like here you go uh because i do this for a living i know it and i can like, give symposiums on it but like you know no one's paying for that so it, it used to be up until about like 2017 you know there were like arcs of uh ad revenue mm-hmm. spikes and dips um, there should be a spike happening essentially from now until January, like first, December 30th, really, um, where we'd see the the highest numbers of like ad revenue and mm. uh, and and views. Yeah, um, because for whatever reason, you know, the holidays, people are spending more advertisers spending more to get more people to you know buy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dips come from January and then also. And, but then there's a swell around spring and then there's a dip in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that used to be kind of like a thing you could almost set your watch to. But you could be like if, if you ever saw, oh, my God, like the views are down. Oh, right. It's summer. Right. You know? Right. Uh, that that explains it. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm seeing unprecedented like, you know, it, it, or at least I'm seeing an increase in revenue. Ah, it's because it's the holiday season. Uh, but that is not the case anymore. That's just completely out the window. 
And uh, the reason why it's out the window is for the same reason that inflation is insane or that like nobody could afford a car. It's because uh, the world is topsy turvy and there's, and any time that there's like an opportunity for you to like set your watch to anything that might actually benefit you, uh, you know, the system flips and, and and shakes you off and tries to come up with another method so it's like you know uh, that's not a, that's not the case anymore so like things like patreon or super chats or you know at all you know those those examples those help uh to offset the uncertainty of the market you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so uh so that does help but um we are not in a position to, ch- to close the channels like if there are any discussions about that um you know we won't make that your problem no no <laughs> you know like no. we wouldn't uh you know we're not gonna like make an announcement or anything like that but uh but we're working on it you know like we're i'm pleased every year we have more subscribers than we did yeah every year we make a little more money than we did the previous year except for covid and we'll uh, full transparency we did really well during covid <laughs> People have more time. People to were watch. home. Everybody like, was home. They have more time to watch. I know. Is, you know, time is a resource. Right. And, There's uh, only so much of it. But we, but you know, and that was that was nice. Uh, it was a bad time for everybody, but uh, but at least I could eat. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And if you are worried, but if you do, if you want to worry about it, the best way to help is just watch the show. Yeah. You know, or uh, or or add it to your watch later list. You know what I mean? Like. If or you, share it with a friend or share it with a friend, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, but don't, you don't have to break, break your back promoting us. You don't have to give, you know, Oh, I got my, my student loans were repaid. I'm going to give them $20,000. Like don't, don't dump money into this, into the Patreon. Don't m- jump money into super chats. You know, if you want to help, it's trust it, me, they are appreciated. It, 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 is, it is, it is appreciated and it goes to this. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's the only place it goes. That's all. Well, it, it's just all because this is the, because yeah. that is this like this, you know, all of it. It, it all goes back into the infrastructure. So, uh, you know, like because of the growth and because of the Patreon change, like we were able to pay Ben and Ethan. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. Yeah. You know, and I feel better about it. Yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always sweating it. You know, we'd, we'd go out to dinner after the shoots and I go, you sure you don't want another one? You sure you don't want another, uh, you know, you don't want another crawler or something? Because uh, I'm not paying you right now. So, you know, you just eat up. Yeah. Because I'd be paying for dinner. Uh, but now I, you know, now I can give them like a stipend. It's not a salary. We're not, you know, <laughs> we're not in that world. No, but it's something. But it's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it shows like appreciation. It shows that yes. there's a value yes, to what yes, they're yes. doing. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brendan O'Brien. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Thank uh, you. The entire Compop community admires your kindness and the support time you give to the channel. Thank you very much, Brendan. Uh, cheers and enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Right. That's so sweet. Thank you. It is indeed. Uh, Rami Darwish, happy birthday, Tiffany, and Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving happy to Thanksgiving. you, too. Uh, Dex Baker, uh, so I went to see the Marvels solely because of the show. That I assume it's our show. Uh, for context, I love comics, but dislike the tone of the MCU. I've seen two MCU movies in theaters. Uh, however, I love this movie. Disney Marvel owes you marketing money. Yay! That's very kind. Thank now, you very we're just happy to, to promote it. You know, people... Because we enjoyed it yeah like, we enjoyed it and we, we want to share you know positive vibes yeah when we can. exactly but thank you yeah thank you for no i'm so for... glad you went and enjoyed it i'm yeah, glad you enjoyed decks. it <laughs> yeah exactly uh pop culture guy 3000 spider-man 10 established bailey was a superhero in training for one to two years before his life was retconned okay there you go uh, check that out if you're interested in more information about Bailey. Uh, Ray Farr, I thought they were mini the fawn statues. Uh, that is to say, your earrings. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not. No, it's like Hoth Leia, and I think it's just a standard it's just Han. Han. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stupid sandwich. So now we have two corrupted Spider-Men. How long do I have to wait 
uh now for the slingers to return happy birthday tiffany thank you yeah man the slingers are uh, like I-, I think just any time you know there's always a great time although if you were wondering about the slingers i think jeffrey thorne wrote a slingers like one shot or like small like you know very brief uh series about them so if you were interested go back and find that uh, that book if he's in the chat just tell him. Yeah. Um, Revolutionary Dragon. Uh, hey, Comic Bob, do you think DC has a similar mandate for Batman when it comes to relationships like Marvel does with Spider-Man? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's much more loose than it was with Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man has there. There is kind of like a mandate. There is like an official. Like, but I don't think it's like on the masthead. I don't think it's like etched in stone. I think it's more like the people who were in charge created a culture in which that was the understanding Mm. i think that after like those who were in charge who felt that way no longer were in charge um then it was more like a loose guideline i think that's how you got things like nick spencer just opening his first issue with mary jane and spider-man kissing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then i think there was like some kind of math involved with the uh administration at marvel about what to do with that relationship and i think officially there probably is not anything about mary jane and peter but i think that like they're but uh, very unofficially there's kind of an understanding it's more mm, like a conjecture with right. batman i think it's very similar to like a like a loose kind of i don't think anyone at dc gives a crap about who batman is making out with i think <laughs> i genuinely think that like at dc they're just like who cares because and it's and it's very similar to like how i feel about batman like I remember when like Batman was seeing Vicky Vale in like the regular monthly or weekly books. And I was like, I couldn't care less. And neither could that. You could tell Alan Gray couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. And like, we very much got rid of her as quickly as we possible. Right, right, right. Like, this none, Batman is not like a, like a romantic action adventure story. Like he is not Indiana Jones. He's right. not Spider-Man. It's not going to work here. Um, and when it is, it's like, it feels weird, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also think that like, there was a discussion about like the wedding. I think that the wedding was a thing where they like, Oh, for sure. But I, and I, and I think, um, but I, but I think that, that like, that was like the first time anyone had an, a genuine conversation about it. I don't think that they were like, Batman will never be married or Batman will never be in a committed relationship. I think it's more like, you want that? Like, I think people at DC are like, wait, what? Like, right. is that a thing we need to worry about now? Ah, shit. <laughs> and that's, that's them. Right. Right. Uh, Moni Singh gave you a uh, slice of cake. Thank you. Happy birthday cake. How nice. I'll take it. Uh, Dante Cook. Happy birthday, Tiffany. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. You too, Dante. I hope all your days are epic, awesome and joyful. Uh, well, thank you. I think it might be exhausting, but I do appreciate it anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll take I'll take great. Uh, Absolutely. Tiffany, do you plan on checking out Spirit World by Alyssa Wong? I believe that both the art and story are right up your alley. Um, I'll probably pick it up and trade. I think it's been a few issues in. And I think I'm just going to grab that in trade, but I do know what you're talking about. I know a DC, I think that was a DC book, correct? If I'm right about that, then I think I know what you're talking about. Mm. And if I'm not, then I don't know what you're talking about. Dylan S. <laughs> love the channel, guys. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. Mordechai, or Mordechai, I, we've talked about this before, saw the Madam Web trailer and immediately realized it's a loose adaptation of the first Maddie Franklin arc, the only time 616 Web uh, regained her youth. Web's granddaughter is out trying to kill other spider women, except now it's Zeke. Uh, weird choice sony i think you're hitting on something there but uh there there is a whole discussion about like uncle ben is in the trailer Uh, i think that they want it to be like they're gonna they're trying to kill peter parker like when he's a baby so it's more like terminator and you know what are they gonna do with that peter baby what are they gonna do with that peter baby hopefully save him but spider uh, baby it's it's it dude that trailer you know the least of the problems is the plot (laughs) 
the movie looks like the birds of prey show from 2003 uh fear and loathing in general happy happy uh happy tiffany thank you um we're still waiting for fall sunrise back yeah no you are yeah. for sure no that's that's I, I i'm gonna need like i'm gonna need to read that over the holidays reread that make sure i have a ha- full mm-hmm. handle on that because i know i can't even imagine i can't get ahead of the questions that ethan is going to have oh my god like, yeah. that that's really what it is right like i'm just like no just enjoy the story it's the power of story let's enjoy it he's <laughs> gonna be like okay yeah but right so like that's one of those is where it's like i'm gonna have like a like a just a keep document filled with notes Definitely. like on that one just just in case like sometimes i have notes on things that he doesn't even ask no it's true but like i have to be ready right yeah. like i have to be ready yeah you, you just can't predict him no <laughs> uh, kirk peck does did you hear neil patrick harris will be toy maker and doctor who character's been gone 57 years because of racism but i think it has huge potential uh no i didn't but i don't care about doctor who and i've never actually watched more than like half an episode of the show uh of its like thousand episode run so I, I you said toy maker and i was thinking like oh toy maker toy, <laughs> toy man from superman yeah no i went right there i was like that no okay. uh, dante cook just wanted to give a little more to keep help keep the lights on i oh, want comic to last all through 2024 to the year 3000 in the year 3000 <laughs> well thank you dante for your generosity i do appreciate Hopefully it man. get some ghosts in the shell tech going on there i would do that in a heartbeat yeah yeah i don't i don't like the idea of like phantom limb syndrome for my entire body but i do it anyway i don't care Devin Ferris, uh, happy birthday, Tiffany. Love the channels thank and all you. you do for the community. I'll be here for you guys for the long haul. The vocal minority can suck it. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you Devin. so much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Uh, I have a metric shit ton of them, so let's jump into it. Yeah, you go first, man. Um, I'm going to uh, sit here. The Alternates number three is coming out from uh, Tim Seeley and Jordan Blum. Uh, bloom sorry uh jordan bloom and pat oswalt with art by christopher mitten uh this is a and, and tess powler uh this is a great book it's a really fun series it's a very like classic vertigo um daredevil black armor number one is coming out from dg chester with art by netho diaz the art by netho diaz looks awesome and uh i was a sucker for this art uh, or for this armor when i was a kid when it came out um but it represents the worst stories in Daredevil's entire history. Like it was Daredevil books were never worse than they were during this time. So then why are you recommending it? I have to see. Okay. I have to know if DG Chichester is going to pull a Mackie or a Conway. Like, is it going to be that he like hasn't changed at all in 30 okay. years yep, yep. or can he reinvent himself? Okay. Because I haven't seen a book by DG Chichester in a long time. Okay. Uh, but I will be, uh, I'll be checking this out. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't even know what this is supposed to be, but I am I just wanted to see what it was. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars Battle World number one um, from uh, Tom DeFalco with art by Pat O'Leaf. Um, I, I have no okay. idea what this is supposed to be, but I have to know, so I'll okay. read it. It's 36 pages, so why not? Uh, you know, I like that stuff. Uh, old pals Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan and Bob Quinn are continuing their series, uh, Kill Your Darlings, with issue number three. Uh, if you like off-kilter, bizarro, kind of like, you know, Life is Strange-esque uh, comics, you may enjoy Kill Your Darlings. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, DC wouldn't be complete without yet another event that nobody asked for. So let's check out Titans Beast World Evolution number one. I'm going to read it just to see how it goes. It's from Bob Haney with art by Bill Molno. Uh, these are all names I've never heard of in my life, and I can't wait to check it out. Uh, I just had to know more about Carnage number one because I loved the cover. Uh, this is from Torin Gronbeck with art by Pete Perez. 
Uh, I just really like the cover. So okay. I'm check that out as well. Judging a book by its cover, and I'm here. One hundred percent. Sensational C- She-Hulk number two is coming out from Rainbow Roll with art by Andres Genole. Uh, I can't believe I missed the first issue, so I'll have one more to check out and see how that goes. <laughs> how will you find the time for all of these? I read fast. Uh, for do. example, I uh, have read already Batman Offworld number one uh, from Jason Aaron with art by Doug Mankey. If you have not heard of Jason Aaron doing a solo Batman series, it's a mini series with art by Doug Mankey in which Batman goes into space and fights aliens. Uh, you need to read this book. I read it and it's friggin' dope. I don't know if I love Batman's uh, motivation, but I love the issue and uh, we'll talk more about it in detail next time. Uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number two is coming out. You liked it. We'll see how it goes. I was going to recommend that. I've got... <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, Wonder Woman number three, obviously. I like this book, too. <laughs> I championed this book. I how, almost killed Con- Tonkin's career over this book. How many issues am I going to be recommending, though? We don't There's even plenty. Know. Oh, is there? Am uh, I in trouble? Wonder Woman number three is coming out. This is a great series. The art e- keeps getting better. Uh, Daniel Samper is just incredible. They're lucky to have him over at DC. Uh, Superman number eight from Joshua Williamson with art by Jamal Campbell and David Baldion and Gleb Melenkov. Uh, I really enjoyed this issue. I've already read it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check it out okay. if you get a chance. If you like classic Superman and you want to keep the series going, you should. Batman Superman World's Finest 21. Okay, so like young Batman and Superman go to a kingdom come reality where they bump into younger but still older than them batman and superman within the context of their uh kingdom come reality but it's also different it's really fun of course okay. dan Mora's drawing it with our by mark with, with writing by mark wade this is a series that like you should if you like batman versus if you like batman and superman you should be reading all 21 issues of the series just go do it uh mm-hmm. nightwing 101 is coming out from tom taylor uh, and I'll obviously be reading that because I've. It, it's an easy read. It takes about like eight minutes to read the entire series. Okay. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, you were not kidding that there is plenty coming out. Uh, Immortal X-Men number 17 is coming out. We with just, Jean on the cover. With Jean on the cover. There she is. That's the cover that was hinted at the back of the other one. So uh-huh. if you want more Jean, that's where it's going to be. And if you're reading this series and you're like, what is going on? You gotta you may want to go and pick up Jean Grey. Jean! Although, admittedly, um, the X team have been doing really, really well at filling you in where you need to. Yes. So I appreciate Jean! that. Uh, Wolverine 39. Uh, yeah, Wolverine and Black Panther. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Like Wolverine. That's the thing about Wolverine. For such a grumpy guy, he really does team ups quite well. That's what happens when you're popular. <laughs> I guess that's true. Is I mean, I've never been popular, so I wouldn't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny Spider-Man number four is coming out. Looks like Spider-Man's Spider-Man's coming. Spider-Man's back on that cover. Let's see. <laughs> right? I love this. Spider-Man's a mutant. Okay, not that Spider-Man, but we've got your attention, eh? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Size prayer on this, Lee Garbutt on art. Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I just clicked on this because I had to see what's going on. Attack of the Zombie Ghost Rider. Yep. Maybe I'll have to check that out. We'll depend. It depends on how much time I have. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Right. Oh, uh, just a shout out. I definitely fell off this series, but if you were reading um, any of the Bone Orchard stuff, Tenement uh, number six is coming out, so mm-hmm. you may want to go and grab that. Um, no, it seems like maybe I don't have as much as all that. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. we'll pick up Wonder Woman because I'm definitely going to read that. Oh uh, yeah. 
and I'm definitely going to read um uh whatchamacallit Godzilla mm-hmm. oh yes <laughs> Justice League Godzilla I hope you enjoy uh, it Dark Space is Good Deeds number six I like the series uh Shay Grayson on uh writing Kelsey Gramsci on art again it's another horror book listen I, I I'm I've got to type everybody mm-hmm. all right I've got to type I don't, I don't know yeah whatever um it, it's just it's who I am I can't can't deny who I am <laughs> and I'll also talk about Ghost Rider next week. I wanted to keep this episode short, um, just because when we say short, it means it's still going to be an hour, and yep. it was. <laughs> yes, it was, but it could have been longer it if we weren't planning longer. on leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stupid Sandwich also says, uh, Sal, out of Larry Hama's two seminal runs, are you most likely to cover his Wolverine run or his G.I. Joe run? Uh, I think I did his one of his Venom series, and if I haven't, I will be because woof. Um, but uh, between the two of them, it would probably be Wolverine. I mean, GI Joe. I don't. I don't know if if '80s properties would succeed on back issues. I've wanted to do Ghostbusters forever, and I don't think anyone would watch it. Uh, I want to do like He Man, Master of the Universe. I want to do with a. There's a weird Thundercats book from uh, Wildstorm that I'd love to cover. Only if they crossed over with like Spider Man. Well, I do have Injustice versus Masters of the Universe, which is not what you asked for, but maybe. <laughs> Uh, you know i do have master universe versus thundercats which sure. is another one that i really want to cover sure, you know, sure. there's so many fun uh, 80s properties that are like what i want to bring to ben and ethan and go like what panthers what i don't i don't know what panther is i'm just saying i know he i know what he is he's a cat man but i'm just saying <laughs> I, I don't know what he is in the context of that story sure but uh okay hey listen we want to thank uh, everybody for being here i want to thank tiffany for spending her birthday uh doing work for me I love it. No, then thank you all so much for your kind birthday wishes and just you're you're just being really nice. Just you're nice people. Yeah, you're, you guys you're, are great. You're solid people. It's no, true. seriously. No, thank you so much. Best community. Yeah, <laughs> easily. Uh, but thank you all so much for being here and thank you for your support. Thank you very much to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. And of course, thank you uh, for chatting and being respectful and uh, keeping the show going. If you want to watch more, go to twitch.tv slash comic club and check out Tiffany doing streams or you watch the repeats of those streams on youtube.com slash at comic pop plays uh we just i think either we just launched the lego marvel superheroes 2 um that's really fun and then it'll but it's, hey, it's that, alternating that's, between that's that and the Spider-Man birth of too. gun devil that's right that's my the my o- our og character yeah gun devil yeah <laughs> somebody mentioned dinosaurs we will never cover dinosaurs because i contacted those people and i was like i have a dinosaurs pitch and they were like and they ghosted me when i say ghosted me i mean they legitimately didn't respond because they had no business doing that and then they launched that awful dinosaurs comic book and i was like ha 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 that book sucks would you trick them into doing that no <laughs> no i'm just they, they clearly they had a thing already in the hopper and i'm like well you could have done the thing you invested time money and effort into or you could have thrown it all away for some random youtuber to talk about your dinosaur man uh clearly you know they made the right decision because i think they made a dollar off of it which is more than they would have with me but anyway <laughs> so long everybody thanks a lot for watching everybody and we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode i'm sal and i'm tiffany bye everybody happy birthday tiffany thank Yay. you bye bye <laughs>